you know, guys, sometimes something happens where you've just got to record right away. And sometimes you got to go a day early. This is one of those occasions. The New York Knicks have fired Derek Fisher, and I had to put up the bat signal, and we have an immediate, immediate right. call from Craig and Billy. <laughs> well, let me tell you, that was the cherry on top of my amazing sports uh, 24 hours because the Raptors own the Knicks' first-round pick, and now I find out that Kurt Rambis is going to be making a decision. For oh, the God. <laughs> it's like, so brilliant. Come on. Like, oh, it's, it's good. I don't know what I did to deserve this. I, I said the same thing in 2013 when the Jacoby Jones and Leafs game seven against Boston happened months apart. I said, I don't know what I did to deserve this. Um, well, I, I have no idea what I did to deserve the last 24 hours, but something very, very good, apparently. Yeah, so that's good. So in case you've been under a rock somewhere, Craig's Denver Broncos are officially, officially Super Bowl champions. Congratulations. Good, sir. Good uh, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. It was, just, it was a really cool day. Uh, everyone at work coming up to me being like, yeah, your team won the Super Bowl. It's, it's a really nice reminder, like, every couple of minutes that it's happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was real. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's awesome. And, and, and honestly, the, the feeling after the game was over was more relief than anything else. Like, I, I, I didn't realize how much was riding on the game until after the game was over and realized, wait a minute, like, the, the Manning-Broncos era – kind of needed this in order to be considered a complete success. You don't have to win the Super Bowl every year, obviously, but you needed to get one in order for this to be like, okay, this is a success. And obviously Manning wasn't the reason they won by any stretch of the imagination, but the Manning-Broncos era gets its Super Bowl. Yeah. And like I was saying last night, uh, the Jacoby Jones thing, like that's gone. That's a race. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, uh, it's not as something I feel as bitter about now as I did 24 hours. It's a race for all but one guy. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. Reinforce not on the team anymore. So yeah. That uh, still looms over his head. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the Jacoby Jones thing's yeah. great. For me, the, the what happened against Seattle is gone. It's just this era gets its Super Bowl, and that's really awesome. Yeah, it would have been crazy if we were sitting around discussing, like, I mean, you know, Manning broke all those records, but they never got the Super Bowl. And, and who knows? Maybe they would have got there if they had that one guy who, you know, God loved Tim Tebow. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, now, now we know that God is like, all right, I, I can relent a little bit after the Tebow trade. I, I thought, because, I mean, and it was really just getting to the game. It was really a weird game, wasn't it? Like, it was just. It was an odd matchup. Yeah, and and nothing kind of. I mean, the only thing that I think kind of went to spec as far as the game was supposed to go was the number one overall defense for the season was the number one overall defense for that game. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing: if I had told you guys before the game that from the quarterback position both teams would get relatively equal levels of play, who would you think was going to win that game? The Denver Broncos. Yeah. yeah, it would absolutely be the Denver Broncos. But I mean, like. Zero touchdown passes by either quarterback in the Super Bowl. I, I I don't know when the last time that happened. I can't. I would bet you it's been quite some time. I yeah. can't remember one off the top of my head. Yeah, I like we, we might have to go all the way back to uh, what was it like Super Bowl five or something like that. Where the only time that a Super Bowl was so bad that a guy from the losing team was considered the MVP of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was not an exciting Super Bowl, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you wouldn't care. I mean, at no point, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was, I'm, I'm not sure how you felt as a fan, but 
the Broncos, I, I thought we were going to have like, like there was a little bit of a moment there where I thought we were going to have a, uh, uh, rounder situation where, where the, the Panthers were going to have alligator blood. Cause they just kept hanging around because the Broncos couldn't get anything going on. The offense, oh yeah. No, right? that, that's how I definitely felt. I never felt like, okay, we're good here until Miller forced the second fumble in yeah. five, five yard line. Yeah. The fumble everyone talked about, cause that's the one where Cam never dove. Yeah into the pile, right? And that, that of, of all the nonsense that is going to be heaped Cam Newton's way as a result of this game, that's the only thing that I can't defend was him not, was him pulling up for that. Yeah, play. no, that wasn't good. And he didn't, he did not play particularly well in this game. No. And it, whether he thought the ball was about to bounce, bounce somewhere, Jamarcus Ware was, was about to just get it. And why would I jump into a pile with Jamarcus Ware's ball or, or a variety of things it wound up, of course, bouncing further down towards the end zone, which was a great step. Um, no matter what he thought there, it didn't look good. He didn't play well. I don't care about the news conference stuff. That doesn't bother me at all. No. no. Uh, he lost the game. He was pissed off. And someone isolated the audio. And you could hear in the background Chris Harris Jr. like laughing with someone and yelling something along the lines of, that was the plan. We stacked the box and we knew he couldn't throw on us. We knew it. So he's trying to have a news conference with Chris Harris, who's, you know, Pretty excited because his team just won the Super Bowl, so it's fine. But he's, like, laughing about, this is how we did it. And we just, like, essentially make Cam Newton throw the ball was the plan. And he's, like, cackling about that in the background. So that was just, like, adding to the situation. It was not good. Uh, So, yeah, I I get why he had no interest in the news conference. I'm surprised they forced you you to go out and have a news conference after losing the Super Bowl. That just seems like you're waiting for people to blow up. Yeah, yeah, and I that think that's said. Yeah, this is the first time in a few years, or at least that I can remember in recent memory, that it's occurred. I and I, I'm shocked by that, to be honest with you. It's been like because to me, if I was a quarterback and I spent most of my life getting to the Super Bowl and I got there and I lost, I, I need I need at least to sleep before I start asking questions about that, answering questions yeah. about that game, right? Like like the the. the post-game press conferences for that game need to be the next day. Cause I didn't, I was unaware of that, like Chris Harris jr. Thing that was, you know, going on in the background. And, but he, let, let's say that wasn't even there. The last thing I would want to be doing if I was the losing quarterback of the Super Bowl was having a bunch of microphones shoved in my face, like exactly. 20 minutes afterwards. And be like, why didn't you dive into that huddle or what, dive after that? That's real. Honestly, that's the only thing I can't defend was him, yeah. was him not diving, but everybody also got on him when he got destroyed in the end zone and it could have been roughing the passer mm-hmm. and he got up and he kind of like lost it on the referee. And then, but cause he gathered himself after he lost it on the referee, right? Uh, Newton, he, he lost it on the ref and then realized, okay, okay, okay. I got to get back into it and put like, try like that. The only, the only drive that either team put together yeah. the entire game was not long after that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, just, it wasn't, a good, uh, I mean, each team had like one drive that was good the entire game. Like, like the opening. Denver's opening drive and the Panthers won. How many third down conversions were there in that game? Like I want to say it was less than five. It, I think it was four. Both teams combined were something like four for 30. Like, I, it was it was not good. So and the Broncos cool. were actually worse on third down than the Panthers. Yeah. But it was always third and 12, third and 14, third yeah. and eight. Like it was never third and two. No, and, and rarely anyway. The Panthers, because they couldn't get anything going with the passing game, kept taking themselves out of it on first down, which I thought was dumb. I thought they kept it was just you've got to keep trying to throw the football because running it just 
You're, they were trying to run Stewart into a bum ankle and he kept running into roadblocks and just getting one, two yards. And then they were starting second down at second and nine. And it's like, well, Stewart's ankle is necessarily the reason why that was happening. No, but it was also because like the, I mean, it wasn't helping. Yeah. But with the blitz, no, no, it wasn't helping. But if you look at what the Broncos have been doing on defense last yeah. few weeks, that, that, the, the story checked out. They oh, yeah. Out the Patriots and the Patriots never tried to run the ball. They did that to Pittsburgh for the most of the game, for most of the game, and and they have been doing it in the regular season too. Certainly against Cincinnati in that game in Denver, it was uh, uh, it was something that was relatively consistent with what they've been doing, especially the back half of the year against the run. I I let's 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 say C.J. Anderson doesn't get that one yard goal line plunge. And that ends up being a one-yard touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders or something. Does that one touchdown get uh, Peyton Manning the Super Bowl no. MVP? Yeah, yeah, was two so if, if it was one forced fumble, maybe, but two forced fumbles that were so close to the end zone, like that changed the entire. Plus all the other stuff he did, like yeah, it like it was just so clear that Miller was by far the best player on the field. Yeah, Demarcus just... Ware had a hell of a game too. Yeah. I honestly think, and and Pierce, you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you about what Bill did yesterday, but Bill was very close to becoming a very, very rich man uh, because he decided to throw a bet in on Brandon McManus to win MVP of the Super Bowl. Oh, you rat, you slimy man. But hey, slimy man. If you had a chance to buy that bet at halftime, would you have? Or at least after McManus hit his third field goal, would you at least have thought about buying that bet for The way I saw it is there was was a possibility that McManus is the only one to score points for Denver. Here's a rule. Here's a rule. I, I want this to be a rule. In order to win Super Bowl MVP, you have to play at least 10 snaps. I want, kick I, off, I want off, and kick. No, I said snaps. I did not say kickoffs. You do not get it. Does not get counted if you run up to a ball and boot it through the back of the end zone. Like and it's had his uh, three field goal attempts and, and one, extra one extra point. point. So he was right. field four, four snaps. snaps. <laughs> I know better than anyone how bad it is when your kicker isn't consistent. <laughs> what were the What were the odds on that though? Eighty-one uh, to one. Eighty-one to one. Well, I had Von Miller at, at plus two thousand. That was my that was my big one. I actually I had a very very this yeah. was like, uh, like yeah. It, I was gonna say it, it was a very very lucrative Super Bowl for me. It was almost I felt almost like I won one for a change. I mean I probably came closer to winning Super Bowl yesterday than the Detroit Lions ever will. That, that's what I'll say. That's fair. Um, I just. Man, it's such a weird game, I thought. I mean, it went exactly the way the Broncos wanted to. And did you feel like Carolina made any kind of halftime adjustments? Because I certainly didn't. I think they. I think that it's all well and good to, to say here are halftime adjustments and yeah. halftime adjustments. But when your pass protection is breaking down and, and that's so regularly, and there was no run game to speak of at all because the middle of the line was being collapsed repeatedly. That's where I thought Carolina might have an advantage was there. I knew that Miller and Ware were going to be able to really get after the two tackles that Carolina had. But I thought the middle of the line was where Carolina would have an advantage. That did not exist in this game. Malik Jackson and Derek Wolf and Svesky Williams, those guys took care of business in the middle of the line. And the fact that that was all breaking down, it doesn't matter what your adjustments were in offense. Yeah, and that's exactly – like the way Cam Newton was getting chased around, you can't change things enough, you know? I don't know how Denver, like, 
the way Denver crushed Carolina's offense, they should have been beating every team by 30. Like, I, they destroyed them. And to have two, although Von Miller didn't even lead that game in sacks, which blows my mind. Did Ware wind up having more? Ely from Carolina. Oh, right. Yeah. He had a great game, too. Yeah. Played a phenomenal game. But again, yeah. the two forced fumbles were huge. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, the two forced fumbles were why Denver won. Those, those plays. And that's exactly it. Yeah. Those was, play, And yeah, that's why it happened. So. Did Ely have, uh, have the interception on. He had the interception. He had the forced fumble. Yeah. And fumble so I, he honestly was single handedly keeping them in that game, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, the interception, like, that was just. like And, and Tom Brady got fooled by the exact same thing the week before. Yeah. When you have the whoever you guy you think is coming towards you, and then he like drops back into pass coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah, was really that cool. was that was a throw that Manning shouldn't have made. That was worse than one that Brady did to Miller. And the big fella with with some some sweet hands on that one too. Yeah, that was all right. Uh, if Manning doesn't get picked there, and the, the Broncos get a few goal, which they probably would have, they had a chance of one. Uh, that that game would that that fourth quarter would lay less stressful. Uh, just Denver being up by two scores as we got further and further towards the end, you just thought to yourself, okay, there's no way Carolina's scoring twice, you know? So I just knew that they needed three more points to be good. They wound up getting the full eight, but I knew they needed three more points to be good. Of the 32 teams in the league, who has a quarterback that you don't think would have won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos this year? Wow, what a great question, Bill. Wow. Like, the Broncos that- had... I think the Broncos had two quarterbacks in the roster that they would have won the Super Bowl. I think that yeah. might as well. I'm trying to think if anyone had a had a quarterback or a quarterback that was so bad, it would have the way that game went down. Yeah, um, I mean maybe Here's, maybe EJ Manuel makes it so you can't win it. because yeah. he's no, just maybe. that terrible. Here's the thing though: um, Manning was down 14 against Kansas City in Week Two, brought him back. Osweiler was down 14 against New England, brought him back. He was down 14 against Cincinnati, brought him back. So, yeah, in the playoffs, they didn't need someone to come from behind and, and sling it around the field because they were in control of, of all those games pretty much throughout. Uh, they were down to Pittsburgh late, and then Manning had the big drive in that game. But I think that hypothetically, that's something that could have happened if it was needed to happen because we saw it happen against good teams in the regular season. We just didn't need to see someone bring them back from behind this time. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the list of teams, and the only two teams I think that are – there's only three teams, sorry, that I think the quagmire at quarterback is so bad that they're – if you put their quarterbacks under the Broncos this year, they probably don't win that game. And those three teams are the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers, mm, okay. and the Cleveland Browns. I think that Colin Kaepernick and Gary Kubiak's offense, I think that they would have yeah. had a... Maybe, but Colin Kaepernick, I'm not counting him as the starting quarterback. So, Fair enough. So, all right, if you're... If you're I'll give you... I'll, I'll tweak on Kaepernick. <laughs> I think Kaepernick is going to have some sort of resurgence next oh, year. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to have a yeah. great year. If, if, and I've never been a big Kaepernick guy, but, I mean, he's he should definitely be quarterbacking a team in the NFL. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. And if he's going to be quarterbacking a team, and one playing this type of offense is a good one. Yeah, uh, oh, they yeah. need to get some. They need to get some guys who can catch. Do you the ball. think Kaepernick's good year will transfer to a good year for the Niners, though? Yeah. Or do you think he's just going to score a lot of touchdowns and run a lot of touchdowns, and they're still going to lose by seven every game? No, I think that they're going to be a lot better this year. Do yeah, you think I, that Colin Kaepernick? There's a lot of wiggle room there. Uh, do you think that Colin Kaepernick can have a really good year playing for the Denver Broncos next season, Craig? If that uh, if that was available, I'd be fine with it. 
I, I think that it's going to be Brock Osweiler. I, yeah, I do too. I don't think I, – I know there's a financial situation there, and we can talk about the Broncos offseason finances in a minute because it's going to be interesting to see how they, what they figure out here. Uh, I know there's a financial situation there, but I think it's going to be Brock Osweiler who's just a quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 if I was a gambling man, that's where my money would be. Talk about the game. Since you were a fan, and when you're a fan of a team in a, in a game of that magnitude, there is no – the emotions get caught up in your brain and yeah. you don't think about what's really going you, on. You can't really think about what's going on and, and you also anticipate bad stuff happening. And you, you never, when were you comfortable saying, I think, like, what, what was the play where you see? CJ Anderson got in. Score? That was yeah. new. Well, I'll tell you, as a neutral observer, the moment I'm trying to think, it, it was one of two moments when I felt like, okay, this is just the Broncos game and this is happening. One was Graham Gano missing that 44-yard field goal early in the yeah. third quarter. I was like, okay, it's, just, it's not Carolina State. They're just not having it. They've got a really good kicker who's missing a chippy for to get them within a score, right? It was either that or when T.J. Ward had that fumble and or like T.J. Ward had the interception and then great play by Ted Ginn came and slapped it out. Yeah, and then and Trevathan recovered. Trevathan it. recovered it in front yeah. of three Carolina Panthers, and I was that thinking, was the sickest yeah. I got when I when I saw that ball bouncing around. I thought, yeah. oh my god, they're going to score on this play. Like I, I pretty much fell over. That was the sickest I got during the game. Yeah, um, and then they wound up recovering that ball. Yeah, that was that was massive. Oh, I don't even want to think about how awful that was. Yeah, Trevathan uh, Trevathan was kind of the unsung hero of this Broncos team the entire season, right? He was the guy who scooped up the Charles Jamal Charles fumble, wasn't he? Yes. No, that was uh, Bradley Roby. Was it? Oh, I thought I thought it was Trevathan for some reason. Yeah, that was Bradley Roby. Trevathan's made some, like, he's another one of their free agent class. The problem with drafting mm-hmm. so many good players is you can't keep them all. But that's, no. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm more than willing to enjoy that problem following Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. After, after you win the Super Bowl, it does not matter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I, and honestly, like, I never really thought that, this team was it was gonna be it was gonna happen for this team. I didn't really get to the uh, perspective of oh maybe they can win the Super Bowl until like midway through the game against New England. I'm like wait a minute like they're they're pretty close here. Like it was uh yeah it was pretty intense, pretty interesting, and and they, they got there and uh, is- yeah it's it's uh it's just really really cool to think about and you, you're still wrapping your head around and there's so many things you think of after your team with the title it doesn't happen a lot for me but just like okay i get this no this is coming my way like uh i texted you last night about oh america's game they're getting an america's game special who's going to be on that you think about yeah that that's like, always cool getting the dvd i mean i i never uh got the ones for the avalanche back in the day and uh but i I did get the one for the 08 celtics and that's always fun to think about is is you get to purchase a dvd that lives for or something upside i mean i realize in 2016 physical media is kind of on its way out but there will be like a youtube clip or something like a 44 minute america's game that you can look up about this team and be like wow i remember Damn near everything that happened in that season. Well, I, I watched literally every snap. So, uh, yeah, it'll be easy to remember. Um, yeah, really, really cool. And, like, there's other stuff, too. Like, you know, like I said to my wife last night, and she won $130 gambling last night. Nice. Said, like, hey, with some of your winnings, can you buy me a Broncos Super Bowl champions hat? She said yes. I'm like, oh, okay, I get to have that hat forever. So that's cool. Like, yeah. Just... I've, I've always wanted a um... – <laughs> really good. You, 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 I, so much about. I mean, I just 
uh, what I was going to say was I, I've always wanted uh, the, the hats that they wore in, what was it, basketball, the, the, the parody where basketball, where after they lost the championship game, they had to wear the, the hats that said losers. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it just said it just said losers with the – and they, they had the unbent bill and the, the tag was hanging from it. It was like, can you imagine if, you, if they did that? And I remember uh, Bill Simmons, and, it, you know, this is painful for me to bring up, but when the Celtics lost to – uh, the Lakers in game seven in 2010, Bill Simmons, who's a big Celtics fan and, and uh, one of the major influences on this podcast. Uh, he said he walked by, he was in the building that night and said he walked by the two duffel bags and one of them was Mark Boston and the other was marked LA and one of them was going to be opened and the t-shirts and caps that said champions were going to be handed out. And the other one was on its way to Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately for me that day, it was the Celtics that, <laughs> that went to Africa. I, I'm a hell of an experience. Uh, when yeah. I went out to Souvenir, though, to have well, actually, I would never want like if there was like Broncos Super Bowl Forty Eight champions shirts, I'd just be like, get that away from me. I don't. Yeah, oh that. yeah, you wouldn't want that. I wanted a when when the Celtics beat the Lakers in two thousand eight. I was I searched the internet to see if I could find the, uh, but I guess they never would have printed them because the Celtics won that series and set in in six games. But if the Celtics yeah. had won in two thousand ten, I would have tried to scour the internet for a 2010 Lakers championship jersey, right? Yeah, <laughs> championship yeah. t-shirt, and I would have worn that around. <laughs> people would have been, like, been awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's not been, so like, much the same for me with the Panthers, just because, like, I don't know, I have no animosity. For the yeah, exactly. And how could you? Like, Newton and all those guys, they, were, they all seem like fun guys. And, I mean, even you saw Josh Norman at the end of the game, like, just breaking down, and he couldn't keep himself together, which I thought was cruel to just, like <laughs> – I mean, it's okay to get the shot of the guy, you know, crying, I guess, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. But to do, like, the 1970s kung fu movie style zoom in to his nostrils so that you get, like, like look at the well, tears. Right? As I was saying last night, that's now Odell Beckham Jr.'s screensaver. Yeah, he's got it on a GIF on his phone. Like, yeah. somebody calls him, it's just like... Yeah. It's just that just yeah. comes up in the phone. <laughs> and he just admires it for two seconds before he answers yeah. the call. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's 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 really cool. And I'm still kind of wrapping my head around. I've had less yeah, than 20. I don't. I don't. It's, it's, I, awesome. it's awesome. I'm so excited. And the fact that I got to see them live the season they won too is really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I, about the only thing that could ruin it is that weird plastic woman that got to hold the trophy before. Pat Poland's wife, and she's a lovely person. Yeah, not so much in the face, but uh, I'm sure she's no. lovely. Well, her face is there. expensive. But yeah, it's oh yeah, her face costs more than probably my house. But uh, good lord, that that's the only pet peeve I really have with the presentation of the Super Bowl trophy is you've got guys who are out there bleeding, broken, putting together 19 games of a season and winning a title. And then there's this woman with a $2,000 face that she should try to get her money back for. And she gets to be the first one to hold up the trophy. And it's like, I... I her family's cutting the checks, man. I guess, but, like, I mean, get, like, the players play the game, though. Let the players have it. And the owners, they get it, and they get the rings, and the owners make money off of it. And I realize they cut the checks, but they're also not not making money, you know? Yeah. So I just, like... Let the players hold it first. And then we always get the cool shot of, uh, you know, the owners holding it in the, in the locker room and stuff. And I've always enjoyed that. I just, I don't know. To me, that's just a pet peeve. Maybe I'm, maybe that's a little get off my lawny or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it certainly didn't bother me last night, but I wasn't in a position no. to get anything. So. Absolutely not. But I, I just think the play, but I, because I mean, obviously 
Elway holding up the trophy and going, this one's for Pat. Oh, God. that Even I was like, oh, well, that that's awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah. I uh, I jumped up off my couch. I, I knew he was going to do it, but I jumped up my couch for it and, and hung my fist a few times. Once yeah. He did it. But I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. I'm so glad he did. Yeah, that, that that's pretty damn awesome. Because I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, my, my, I don't, I don't get the like the Broncos have all this like really cool history and stuff like that. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't get that with my football team. But I tend to get that with the basketball team that I cheer for a lot. So I, I just, man, it's so awesome. And you know, Bill and I probably won't even get a chance. We, we better get to work because football is going to be gone in 15 years, right? Like, like that. This might be one. You might, yeah, one of the last Super Bowls ever, Craig. Because I mean, at least be flag football in fifteen yeah, years. or something, right? Because I mean, Mark, like we can get into Marshawn Lynch retiring, right? Like, just yeah, that, that I thought was a little like it, it was. Uh, there's a few things I'll have to talk about before we move on to Marshawn Lynch. Then. Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, one, like I said, that this uh, this Super Bowl kind of uh, cements the legacy of the, the Manning Broncos era, mm. which is which is awesome. Here's the other thing. I said this to both of you last night, and I feel like this is all extremely relevant. That in 20 years, with John Elway as either quarterback or general manager, that's 20 seasons, the Broncos have won the Super Bowl three times. They've won the AFC Championship seven times. They've won the AFC West 12 times. They've had double-digit win seasons 13 times in 20 years. That is ridiculous. Like That's really, really good. Um, yes, they've had the Hall of Fame quarterbacks for all but one of those years, and the other one, the other season, uh, well, Tim Tebow was quarterback. Yeah, but some still, fun stuff happened. You can yeah. still get the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, you never to see him or no. Um, and the seasons without John Elway as either quarterback or GM, zero Super Bowl titles, one AFC title, three AFC West titles, seven double-digit win seasons in 36 years hero man's a hero that's, uh yeah that's yeah. The, the difference is pretty staggering between the elway and non-elway years uh but yeah like it, like his gm performance over the last five years who's been better has anyone been better oh uh, maybe not i mean i, I like I, maybe john schneider the seahawks yeah and the patriots right, but, keep yeah, yeah, like, turning maybe, them out right yeah uh and they're all Vikings like, have done all right in five years yeah yeah, yeah. Right, not, i don't think on elway's level uh because and they've done everything well for agency, the draft. Yeah. They've decided who to keep. Like the guys that they've let go, it, it's been the right decision in most cases. They decided to save a few bucks by turning by letting uh, Eric Decker walk and signing Emmanuel Sanders. Good decision. Uh, they, they've they've given the money to the right people. Uh, and, and if you're gonna add as much in for agency as they have, we're talking about Ware and Talib and Vasquez and Ward, like guys like that, if you're going to add as much of agency as they have, you can't mess up. If you make mistakes and have bad contracts, it's really, really difficult in order to, uh, in order to recover from that. And they haven't messed up. They, they've got it right every time. Yeah. There's and not a lot of dead money on that team. No, no. It, it's, uh, it, it's really, really cool that they, they've just, They've, they've been the best-run franchise or one of the best-run franchises in the league for a half-decade. And that's a good thing that they've been that because they've got some really, really tough decisions to make in the offseason. Uh, Von Miller is a free agent. He's going to be franchised. He'll be back on the Broncos next year. But if he wants a long-term agreement, one would think his starting point is north of whatever J.J. Watt got in his last contract. It's yeah. going to be hard to say no to that. It's mm-hmm. going to be really hard to say no to that 
So and that that was the other thing. The one year you guys have been abysmally crap. Like you got to get a little lucky too, right? Because and the one yeah, year you JJ guys have sitting there in the draft. I'm uh, not JJ Watt, but uh, well, he was on the draft board. Yeah, Juan Miller sitting there in the draft. Yeah, yeah. The, like the one year you guys were really bad, and you ended up with the two the two seed was the you know Von Miller year, right? Who <laughs> just wanted to, ended up being a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, speaking of a keep to leave, at what point in that game did you think he was a mole for the Panthers? <laughs> well, there was some weird stuff going on. Because he, boy, did he have a rough go in that first quarter. I mean, yeah. even the, now, like, he, made, he made a very big play early on that people forget about now because all the crazy crap he did. But remember that one where Greg Olson caught like a five-yard out on uh, on about third and six? That big tackle? <laughs> open yeah. Up. He was able to bring him down before he uh, made at the nine and a half yard line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and and that led to uh, the Broncos getting a three and out on Carolina's first possession, kind of asserting their dominance in the game. So, yeah, it was uh, that that was a big play. He, he made some other plays that were not as good, Plus, like when he tried to kill Devin Funchess. <laughs> yeah, <do> that. <laughs> Plus, uh, going on the NFL Network set and took him over. Oh God, I can't believe it took me this long to remember that. Yeah, that was hilarious. I, I mean, it pretty much summed up a keep to leave Super Bowl, right? Where he's like, "I'm the champion!" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I won," but uh, I foolish doing it. <laughs> he was excited. Yeah, he was very uh, excited. Yeah. So as for next season, I, I assume I, I, obviously Brock Osweiler, I think, is going to get some offers in free agency, and it would be really nice to be able to franchise him or something and try to work out a long-term deal. That is not what's going to happen because you have to use the franchise tag on Von Miller. I still think they find a way to have Brock Osweiler as the quarterback for next season. I don't see why they wouldn't, quite frankly. Yeah, like I, yeah, the, the, the only way that they don't is if some team offers him some absurd amount of money. Yeah, like they give him the Matt Flynn deal, right? Like yeah, when Flynn got that stupid deal from Carolina or from the Seahawks. Yeah. That, and uh, they didn't even play him because <laughs> yeah. it was clear that Russell Wilson was much, much better than Matt Flynn. Uh, yeah, something like that would have to happen. But They have $80 million in cap room for next season. Which, you know, is fine. Well, you got to resign Miller. Manning is going to be off the books. So if you, uh, if what you do, then he turns into a cap number of about two and a half million bucks in dead money. So there's a lot of room to be had here as far as, uh, as far as where they can uh, sign some guys. And and they need to sign some people because they do not have a lot of dudes under contract. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. Dan Trevathan's another free agent. Malik Jackson's a free agent. Ronnie Hillman is a free agent. Uh, there are there are quite a few of the guys that they're going to have to uh, find a way to spend some money to bring back. I don't know if Hillman's going to be back. Yeah, I was going to say, Hillman, I think you let go. Trevathan seems like the type of guy to me that somebody might pay him, like, first-level for, money for. Exactly. And, then, for, and, that's, and yeah. I was thinking about that this morning on my way to work. Because I had nothing else to think on my way to work. He's going to be on the team next year. Trevathan's yeah. a guy that I think you can replace for a little less money. Mm. That he's going to, and maybe a lot less money that he's going to get. So there's that. Um, yeah, it's uh, so I, I think that you may see some turnover there. But again, like, and this goes back to their 2000, uh, their 2011 draft as as to why they're in this situation. Whereas they traded down, they made the Tebow trade, which brought them to Nathan. They trade down, they get Derek Wolf, who's already signed an extension. They draft Malik Jackson. Like you were just, you're finding new players all over the place. You get Chris Harris as an undrafted free agent, who 
Like, it, it just, they've done everything well from a roster perspective, and it finally paid off last night. It was great. And I, I have it forever. I, I, I was enjoying those moments last night, thinking to myself, I have this forever. Like, I will remember what I'm watching right now for as long as I remember anything. And it was, it was really, really cool. And and that's why we do this because these these one the, the these one yeah. moments you get every what ten two one two decades right yeah yeah exactly um, and you go through so much pain in sports yeah. like uh, I think back to what I was talking about the Leafs and Bruins in 2013 the Broncos with the Jacoby Jones thing right before and just how disgusting and awful and dejected I felt then and that's that's why you go through those feelings and I felt the same thing after Jose Bautista's home run in uh in the al uh, ds in game five like yeah. oh yeah this incredible moment is it's why you go through those awful moments because every now and then you get something like this where you're where you can't control your body because you're jumping up and down like it's it, that's that's why you go through those awful moments because sometimes you get this and and uh it, it's 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 it doesn't always seem worth it but uh today i can say that i feel like it is how much credit does this podcast get for contributing to the Broncos win? Because let, let me just go through the resume here, Craig. Since the inception of this podcast, uh, Jays, playoffs, 100% success rate. Yep. Lions, undefeated at Lambeau Field. <laughs> Denver Broncos, Super Bowl champions. Toronto Raptors two games back to first in the East. You can't argue with these numbers. I'm just, like these, they're not to be argued. Solid, with, sir. <laughs> uh, what about the Carolina Panthers? I mean, aren't they up against it? Can they get back to, to this, this is next the first year? time in a few years where they haven't had just unbelievable amounts of dead money on their cap. Yeah, like they still got some dead money on there. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams and all those guys are coming off though this year, aren't they? Or in... yeah, there are a few guys that come off the books this year. Um, if you look at their cap space for next year, according to uh, the folks over at overthecap.com, if you look at their uh, their 2017, mm-hmm. they should have like 20 2016 numbers, I should say. It's like 23 million or something, isn't it? Ish. Yeah, they they it's it's not a lot of money. But it can maybe hypothetically be enough money once you once you make some relatively easy cuts. D'Angelo Williams still in the book for 1.6 million next year, but that's about the list of their dead money guys. Whereas you look at 2015 and the dead money, there was a heck of a lot more. You had four million for Steve Smith, three million for Charles Godfrey, four million for D'Angelo Williams. Like they had uh, on the books uh, 15 million in dead money. Next year is going to be less than. So you, you get some new room there. Um, so I think you can bring back everyone on the roster. As for free agents, that might be a little bit tougher to figure out. But they, they, there are some positions of need, I think, that they need to address. Well, they will be adding Kelvin Benjamin. Who that is a big one. Is a huge, yeah. should theoretically be a huge asset to this team. Like, I keep thinking about Kelvin Benjamin sitting there watching that game and they can't get anything going against the Broncos and him just like, I was picturing him now, he was probably in the locker room or on the sidelines watching the game with the team but I was picturing him at home just throwing stuff at his television, like just being like, what I be doing? Yeah, just be like, I should be out there, this is ridiculous. The Broncos went into the game yesterday and we heard Chris Harris Jr. yelling about this during Cam Newton's news conference. 
knowing that the Panthers didn't have anyone other than Greg Olson who was going to be able to beat people one-on-one. They yeah. just did not have a guy that was going to beat people from the Broncos secondary one-on-one. There are many plays where Greg Olson was triple covered, and the Broncos were not the worst for wear for it. Greg Olson had four catches yesterday. Um, and I think if Calvin Benjamin was on the field, that strategy would have had to have been revisited. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, Carolina was relying on, like, like if you're a Panthers fan, at a certain point through that game, you probably had this horrible realization that's like, oh, my God, Jericho Cotre is going to decide whether or not we win this game. It's like, if can, can Jericho, like, our game has come down to, can Jericho Cotre get open? And that's not what you want when you're in a Super Bowl. Like, well, maybe in 2002, but certainly not in 2016. Uh, Bill Needles. Yep. Was gambling on the Super Bowl as profitable for you as it was for me? Uh, I, I pretty much pushed. I won about 10, 15 bucks, so push is a win. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. What was your uh, your, your big bet that uh, uh, came through? The one that paid out most was Will C.J. Anderson score a touchdown. I said yes. Yeah, I had him at plus 350 to score the first Denver touchdown. Easy nice. money. Easy money. Uh, I, I just It sucks because I had a really good get, like a really, really good Super Bowl. Most of it uh, comes from the, the the two big bets I or the three big bets I made the money on, Von Miller to win MVP at plus two thousand. Huge. Uh, I had the first touchdown being between one and seven yards at plus one forty. And defensive touchdown count. All right. So first off, well, I, initially it's funny you bring that up because initially I I had that as an X because I I thought that the first uh, touchdown I thought that the first uh, strip sack in the end zone counting as a zero yard touchdown would screw me and when I went back and I looked at it it was first offensive touchdown nice so that uh, Jonathan Stewart touchdown one yard plunge which we can now talk about was uh, uh, really good I also had Broncos shortest touchdown at even money where the zero yard touchdown absolutely counted and <laughs> that was fantastic uh, Von Miller over three tackles plus assists minus 105 that was like stealing money that was so was uh, Peyton Manning under uh, 235 passing yards. And I started to think to myself earlier, like when I was replaying the game in my head, if they played this game a hundred times, how many times does Manning throw over 235 yards? Yeah, without like a hitting like crossing route for 80. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, and doing it himself, right? I, I mean, that, the only way Manning throws over 235 yards in that game is he gets that he has to get like a, a 10 yard out to Sanders and somebody misses tackling Sanders and he just takes it to the distance, the distance, right. Or Demarius Thomas or something like that. Or a long, you know, pass to CJ or. Yeah. Like it just, there's no way like, like Peyton Manning's not bombing one down the field and Thomas yeah, is w- coming up. Wasn't about to throw six 30 yard bombs. Yeah. I still can't believe. Yeah. How many people on Denver had multiple catches in that game? Thomas didn't. Sanders had 80-something yards. Yeah, it was... Caldwell, I think, had a couple. Yeah, yeah it wasn't many. I think Daniels only caught one ball. Yeah. Uh, um, C.J. Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders are the only guys who caught multiple balls. Wow. Really? Thomas had one catch for eight yards. Caldwell had one for 22. Daniels was one for 18. Like, if I give you these Broncos, if I give you just their receiving numbers... Like, like if we woke up cold in the morning and looked up their receiving numbers, we would probably assume that they lost the game. Like, just look at both teams. 
if you but, look at pretty much any of that stat line other than forced fumbles and turnovers. Yeah, other than the turnovers, right? Yeah, yeah it's the, the, the turnovers, man, are the battle. I mean, it sucked for me with uh, the the. I tweeted out two of my five. I like I, I picked out, and I never said it on the podcast last week, but I'll remember to do it for next year when we when we do the Super Bowl, assuming there is a Super Bowl. Uh, I'll give out like my. I'll pick up my top five. Unfortunately, I only went two for five on my top five that I tweeted out. And man, did I, I, I mean, I had the, the two I hit was first half points under, and you kind of had to sweat that a little bit. I needed um, Peyton through that one interception to Ely, I think, which uh, that happened in the first half, right? Towards the end of the first. No, it was second half. Was, uh, there was some sort of Broncos turnover, I think, that made that possible. So I probably could have lost that. Peyton under 235 yards was one of my top five. Those were the two I got right. I missed one team to score three times in a row. Uh, the Broncos scored the first two times and then I think had the ball and I was like rubbing my hands together and it <laughs> never happened. But uh, highest scoring quarter I thought was going to be the third quarter. That was when Graham Gano missed the field goal. So, you know, screw you, buddy. And yeah, even if he hadn't have missed it, it would have it it been, been close. No, yeah. but well, that that was that that quarter. I feel like I single handedly jinxed that quarter for Carolina because Carolina had, I think, three opportunities to score. One was the. Graham Gano missed the field goal. One was one of Cam's picks. It was a Cam threw a pick on like the twelve yard line, and I th- did the. I think there was another like uh, the Tolbert fumble or something was in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I might be remembering that incorrectly, but it certainly was great. And I had the highest scoring half to be the second half because I just thought, I mean, one of the staples I always go with in the Super Bowl is you bet the first half under. Like I don't think like I. As long as I'm alive and able to bet on the Super Bowl, I will always take the first half under in the Super Bowl. And I'm fairly certain when I look at my career stats on that, I will have won a lot of money. Yeah, so, you'll win more than you lose, probably. I th- I'm fairly certain I'll win more than I lose. <laughs> uh, some of the fun ones that were out there, Mike Carey to get a challenge wrong. <laughs> plus Free money. And nice. Free, Free money. money. And, and not in the way we thought it would go down either. Because I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was a I thought that was a catch by by Cotri on that play, to be honest. I think with. that the ball moving around at the end really made them like they, but if it, it never was hit, a catch, it would have stayed a catch. I'll tell you that. I think, yeah, exactly. That's it, exactly what it was. It, it never hit the ground though, which is what kind of shocked me. That that was the one. But like for Mike Carey to go yeah, to go, I think they're gonna reverse this and call it a catch and then have Cleet come out and go. Call on the field stands. <laughs> just like, oh my god, that's just so special. Uh, one of the that was good news for sports books, though. Probably, I would think that because uh, the the payout on he doesn't get one wrong was way higher. And I think there would have been a lot of people betting that being like, there might not even be like a challenge, like a, a, a tough challenge this game. But yeah, I think the sports books would have been happy he screwed that up to the point where maybe Mike Carey was. <laughs> well, that was also one of those. Yeah. That was also one of those ones where you can't bet like a buttload, like a lot of these like silly props, oh. like, like the Gatorade and stuff like that. You can't you know, like, place like more than like 50 bucks, I think on it. Other, Cause like people, don't want whoever's in charge of filling the Gatorade thing. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh yeah, we'll see. Well, the Mike Carey thing, you can kind of, you, you might've been able to find, people yeah. willing to take more money on that because that's also situational right because vegas does have the advantage of what if there are no challenges right yeah. and then they they scoop both sides put the gate like the gatorade ones and beyonce shoe color and stuff like that are, are they don't let you put too much money on that so it gets uh 
it, it gets too good. Oh, I should say I kept my personal streak of, well, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about it because they didn't announce Lady Gaga until Thursday. But Lady Gaga at 217, take the over, and she went there like 222, I think, was her. Uh, it's been over a few years in a row to the point where I think yeah. we're going to have to put together like a like a 223 line next year. Yeah, it, like, next year I think it's... to really test the public's intestinal fortitude on that particular Yeah, event. I think I think they're they're going to... Because uh, last year with Adina Menzel, I remember it wasn't even close. She went over by like a good 15 seconds. And yeah. like, I don't even think she started singing Brave. And she was over, and then you knew she was going to belt out like at least a nine, seven, nine, ten second brave. Yeah. And uh, but God, I love that. Uh, one of the silly ones was the under on dab at two, which which was one of the ones I took. And unfortunately, they never said dab like Jim's Sims and Nance never said it at any point. And then when they showed the Broncos guys on the sidelines doing the dab, like mocking Cam Newton by doing the dab. They said it twice in the same sentence. Oh. And then, and then uh, like, uh, he said something like, like uh, Nance said something stupid, like, a little dab will do you, or something. And then Sims went, yeah, who would have thought it would be the Broncos doing the dab all day? <laughs> so they said, it, <laughs> they said it back to back, and it was like, oh, my Lord. And then push that bet so nobody made any money. Not even like Vegas didn't even get paid. I had the under on the Superman celebration, which Cam didn't even get to do once. So <laughs> I got that. I never did. They ever show the Golden Gate Bridge? I haven't actually looked that they one did. up. They did. Yep. Nice. So I, I assume that's a check. Peyton Manning cries. He didn't cry, did he? So I think I'm gonna lose a little. <laughs> he did. He didn't shed a tear. So I think. And that was another thing that everybody uh, like. Well, first off, Peyton being the, the like, kudos to you, sir. Like, crusty level, like crusty the clown level, of of being. I heartily adores this event. Or <laughs> yeah, being a shill when in the middle of his Super Bowl celebration, he was able to slip in the Budweiser promo. Here's the thing, like, I know it's like you can't even legally endorse Budweiser. The NFL doesn't allow uh, their guys to. If Peyton Manning's going to find a way to endorse some illegal products, you know, he, if yeah. anyone would figure uh, it out. Someone speculated that he made some sort of deal with Budweiser before the game. Like, I'm going to retire and be on all your commercials as soon as I'm not an NFL player anymore. And here's my sign of good faith. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, not only that, but, like, <laughs> I and he shook the Papa John. Like, like Papa John yeah. was the first guy who's hand to the point where I honestly thought – if Archie Manning wasn't in the booth and was standing there, that Peyton would have been like, get out of my way. Get out of my way, dad. Get out of my way. Get out of here, Eli. I've got to shake hands with Papa John. Right? Like, oh, God, it's hilarious. But, I mean, during each one of his interviews, uh, like, uh, and uh, the female reporter, I, I, it's not Michelle Tapoy, she's Fox. I forget um, the name of it. It's uh, yeah. uh, uh, CBS. Yeah. Who's CBS? CBS is so Tracy Wilson. Tracy Wilson, thank you. They've got so many anchors, it's hard to keep track because they need 17 guys to cover Nance and Sims, dumbasses. But she, her doing the thing and then trying to be like, it's like, Peyton, you won now. Are you going to retire? And yeah. she, she was the one trying to get that sound bite, right? And it was just like, come on, like, just let the man, like, the game ended two seconds ago. Let him soak it in. I mean, he's got sponsors to think about. Then he, like, first Peyton thinks of his sponsors, then he thinks about Peyton, right? Like, and then Nance did the same thing, too, where he was like, Peyton, you just won the Super Bowl, and are you going to retire? And then yeah. shoved the mic in his face, and it was like, Jesus. Like, yeah, everybody wanted that clip on their uh, respect. Yeah. It, 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 honestly, it was a little reminiscent of when, uh, what's his name, 
uh, what's his first name? Gray, but the guy who interviewed Pete Rose and tried Jim to get, Gray, Pete Jim Rose. Gray. Thank you. I was gonna say Scott Gray. Uh, you bet on baseball. Yeah, he's like, do you want to admit you bet on baseball? <laughs> like, I haven't seen uh, his gambling website commercial. Did that end up being real? God, I hope that ended up being real. Uh, we didn't see it in Canada, but uh, no, you know, next year. We were talking about uh, we were talking about that. Is that next year or the year after? Next year, twenty. Oh yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, anyone listening in the states up here in Canada, we're not allowed to get your glorious, glorious Super Bowl commercials because we have these terrible rules up here with the CRTC that make it so we have to watch our crappy Canadian commercials. So instead of getting awesome commercials with Betty White and puppies. Uh, to name a few, we get but the CPA commercial with the woman flying in the helicopter. So. Yeah, yeah, we get that crappy President's Choice credit card commercial. You know, we get promos for whatever crap CTV is going to be running and then will immediately be canceled. I remember nothing was worse than the year. I think it was the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl. They say uh, CTV showed the same three promos on an infinite loop for the entire Super Bowl. And one of them was that terrible doctor show that was canceled after two episodes. And it was called Do No Harm, I think. I'll never forget the name of that commercial. Because you saw it so many times. I saw it so many Honestly, it was worse than draft. Like, they gave DraftKings a run for their money or not, uh, with how many freaking commercials they showed that year. It was goddamn brutal. <laughs> um, not to bring the podcast to a screeching halt or, or take down the level of what has been a very fun celebration for the Broncos, but uh, – Marshawn Lynch, which I mentioned earlier, in, yeah. in a weird fashion, when like I liked I, it, I, I, I liked it. it. It's just weird. I felt like there are two ways you can interpret this, and I, I'm going to go with the latter. The first way is Marshawn Lynch is somehow trying to steal focus from the Super Bowl and put it on himself by retiring. I don't think so. I, I don't Marshawn Lynch is trying to retire and have nobody notice it so that nobody bugs him about it. And I'm going to choose the latter of those. Yeah, I feel, I think you're probably exactly right. He's yeah. Just like, all right, no, no one's going to talk about this because someone else just won the Super Bowl. So anyways, peace out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, an interesting career, a very, very good career. And uh, yeah, obviously wish him all the best in his post-football life. And that was a cool way to announce your retirement, just having the shoes hung up over the power line. Yeah, that's right. It was the cleats, too. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> is this going to be the way football is headed? I don't know, personally, if Marshawn Lynch has any physical ailments wrong with him. One would assume he does based on the fact that he played running back and the way he played it. Exactly, yeah. and the, the violent way he ran and stuff like that. Because we now know, I now know that like I harbor no ill will towards Calvin Johnson for retiring. Cause I like, I mean, it sucks cause I loved watching him play and he played for my team. But if that man was sitting in this room right now with me doing this podcast and I asked him, why are you retiring? He would likely look me in the eye and say, because my body hurts. <laughs> like it's like, you my would body. think that would be at least part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We might go, we, there might be an era of the NFL here when there's just like random surprise retirement announcements. Yeah. I don't think it'll be quarterbacks. That, well, we had a bunch from the, 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 there were three on one team. The Niners had three guys do it in the off season. Absolutely. I think we're going to see more of that. I don't think Lynch surprised anyone. Cause he's always been a guy that people thought was just going to like, you know, one day just say, forget it. Um, yeah. But I think that quarterbacks won't be affected by this. Just if, if for another reason, because 
that position you take less of a pounding than the other ones. Especially in this age, yeah. Like, Especially in this day and age, yes. Um, but I think that, yeah, we there might be a situation where every offseason, and we're probably not done with this offseason yet. There might be a couple others. I, so, yeah, I know. That's it. I'm fully prepared to. Uh, Some people thought Demarcus Ware would would, would consider that this offseason was basically. Not. He yeah. said he's not going to do that, um, but some people thought that maybe he, that was something he made to do. So. Yeah, I mean, you might see Ware hang him up. We, we probably. Well, he's already said no to that, um, but some there were there was some consideration, or at least some people thought, well, maybe Demarcus Ware after winning the Super Bowl and having a Hall of Fame career is gonna is gonna mosey on here, but I don't think that's gonna be. It's it's safe to assume Peyton Manning is probably going to hang it up. The only reason I don't think oh God, he, yes. yeah. the only reason I don't think he would hang it up is the LA Rams team might get some insane owner that just sh- drives him a Papa John style dump truck full of money up to his house and say, Peyton, come play with us. We need to sell jerseys the first year and tickets and shit, right? But I mean, looks even like after this, trade, year. looks like about to trade Denver a pick for him, first rounder. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> If you're LA, though, you can't get that excited, even if you are an LA Rams fan about Peyton Manning. Like he, that's true. Not impressed, you know. Like, I just, I feel like it's a name you could put on to sell jerseys, and plus the people in LA don't really pay that close attention to football, so you might be able to fool them. True. Yeah, they're just Manning. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, we got a Super Bowl winning, two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. That means he's good, right? <laughs> got to go buy Lakers gear, <laughs> or rather, Golden State gear, if you're living in LA these days. Uh, did you guys read any of this LaShawn McCoy nonsense? I haven't heard Yeah, I guess he uh, fought two off-duty police officers, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, what, I mean, sorry, we, allegedly? Um, allegedly, he was in a club, because uh, I assume, or a uh, club-type place, allegedly, because he was, you know, watching the Super Bowl, presumably with his boys, allegedly, and was gotten to a bit of a, a fight as you know which can happen this happened to the yeah. best of us at clubs and whatnot when you have a little alcohol and sure. I, um allegedly it was over some champagne glasses I, I we haven't got all the details but uh those said glasses may have been smashed over the head of two people who happen to be off-duty police officers who are allegedly pursuing an arrest warrant for sean mccoy and probably a couple of his boys for being involved in that that's not good. No, it just it do, doesn't seem very good. And Buffalo had released a statement today saying we're aware of the uh, the alleged rumors of what has happened, and and we're, we're standing by for now. They're standing by Lashawn McCoy. I, I believe was their official stance. I will on- just say if you get into a fight and smash some champagne glasses over someone's head, it does suck that they turned out to be undercover cops. <laughs> I would say Sorry, so. Well, not- they're off duty. <laughs> undercover would be terrible because that would be like a. And it's funny that you said uh, just cops and their incompetence. Uh, have you guys, Craig, were you able to watch the first episode of The People versus O.J. Simpson? No, I was not able to see that. Good Lord in heaven, get this. Get, get that. Like, watch it. Carly and I watched it today. I was trying to explain to her the magnitude of of how awkward this was, especially the way O.J. was in the public eye. And the way I related it to her and maybe you can come up with a better analogy, but this was the best I had. In, in If you were to put what happened to OJ in 1994 in terms of what he meant to the public and how he was viewed in the public's eye, like I was, I was just, I was trying to explain this to Carly and the, to my wife, and the best analogy I could come up with would be if we, if everybody was to wake up tomorrow 
and find out that all of what happened to OJ Simpson happened to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I, that, that's the, the best. Rock is like one of the most beloved people in the world. Yeah, and was an athlete, like athlete before he went into movies. Because yeah. OJ was in movies, and not like The Rock was in movies, but like OJ was in movies, and and it was just like, like OJ was a hero to a lot of people, man. Yeah, like Heisman Trophy winner and stuff. And the, the The Rock, I think, is is the same. Honestly, the same way. That's the best comparison I can think. And and it, if you were to to translate that into 2016 notes and and let, let's so who who would the rocks al cowlings be <laughs> chris jericho yeah, like that. <laughs> so jericho's in the in you know who this is oh did you know who's playing the well here's the thing do you know who was playing the uh al cowlings no malcolm jamal warner really <laughs> malcolm jamal warner is playing al cowlings they took off at, at the end of the first episode they take off in the white bronco and david schwimmer is playing robert kardashian Yes. Good lord! Like you, you, David Schwimmer and Robert Kardashian look a lot alike. They do. It was it was actually quite scary, and they had like some woman there pretending to be Chris Kardashian. They had like because that's this oh, the whole OJ thing is so weird. Just like the fact that the Kardashians are even involved in in that whole mess is just well. The here's the thing, and and this is I I can't believe we're going down this road. If OJ Simpson didn't have that big famous trial do we even know who kim kardashian is right now oh, wow that is a uh it's tough to say because my thing would be i think reality tv is still gonna happen yeah reality tv still happens but is she one of the people who becomes famous from it well here's because here's here's how i connect it i think reality tv still happens i think paris hilton still happens and the reason the Kardashians happened is because Paris Hilton happened, right? Because Paris Hilton happened, and then somebody went, "Wait a minute, we've got this Kim Kardashian broad who's Paris Hilton." Like people knew her last name, and they knew the Hilton Hotel chain, so there was some yeah. familiarity there. True. And whereas with Kardashians, same thing. Oh yeah, Ron Kardashian, one of OJ's lawyers. If that familiarity wasn't there, does the timeline go the same way? And, and we'll never know. That's, and I can't believe we're debating this because someone died or two people died because of this. But yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's yeah, a weird it's, question. That is a very weird question, and one which unfortunately has no answer. And uh, man, or, or fortunately, if depending on your point of view, but man, it's so weird. And I, I think, and I'm just glad because Cuba Gooding, who I've always loved, and he's been kind of. Would you say he's been in movie jail or something like that ever since? He's been he's been in what I would describe as a slump. He's he's been in a slump. Yeah, he's been in a slump. This could be a shot in the arm for him it, it could be it might not be but at the very least i think he's going to be very he's he was very good in the first episode and i think it will continue which and, uh which network's making this fx i think yeah. it's going to be part of their i think i could be wrong about this i haven't done all of my research but i think it's like the same crew that are kind of because it's billed as american crime story the okay. people versus oj simpson so i think it's done by the same type of people who did american horror story because american horror story all those are built off of alleged urban legends and stuff like that. So this might be like a spinoff where like next year they do uh, American Horror Story, the people versus like, I can't think, of, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that off, yeah, yeah. off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. There's not, it, it, they could do like another high profile case from beginning to end. Right. But you got to start, if you're going to do like something, if that's going to be your premise, you've got to come with OJ, right. You got to bring the heat in, yeah, in the first. Gotta, yeah. You got to start out fast. 
guys, this is this is it. This, man, I am. It's been I am, a good season. Yeah, it's been a good season. I would. Broncos won the Super Bowl for God's sake. Won, yeah, I love. I'm I'm glad that that happened. I really am for you. I mean, like, I I I I'm glad that I get to live vicariously through you as far as uh, football goes. Because like the Lions, good lord, they're terrible. Um. Man, just a great season. Uh, Bill, congratulations. You won the uh, the spreads pick this year. We'll be uh, – Craig and I will regroup, get, you know, dust off our, our coats and uh, come look for that title next year with the spread. Well, I, I, I tell you, I'm going to get – I'm going to get down and dirty next year. I'm going to be I, – I, I, I slacked off this year. I was really terrible, but uh, I'm going to – I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get in there. And next time we see you, Bill, we'll probably be talking Game of Thrones, won't we? I'd be down. Oh, God. I'm Although they've already announced the book's not coming out before the show. So I, I, I don't think I'm going to try to not watch the show, but I kind of wish I could. I just know it's not going to be a possibility. No, that's the hilarious part, though, is because now the book book uh, readers are faster. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what was that? That was my cat <laughs> at the open window and a train going by. Oh, my goodness. Uh, pulling back the curtain here on the crossover podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say, the book readers have lost their superpowers, so that's like that's why this, I believe, will be the most intriguing season. Yeah, it could go anywhere, and and hell, the books could still go differently even after they come out. Well, I guarantee you they will, because uh, uh, George R.R. has been bragging about how he's got this new twist in in his latest book. Now, I haven't read any new books, so I don't know. I I don't know what the twist is, so I can't read it for you. But he's been bragging about how he's got a new twist, that they can't do on the show because the show has killed off a character involving the twist or something like hmm. that. So, so we got that going for us in this season or this yeah. year, which is nice. Craig, um, I guess we'll get you back on next time. We need to talk. I mean, we got NBA. You'll you're going to be around because we got NBA and NHL trade deadlines and stuff coming up again. The NHL trade deadline actually marks the one year anniversary of this pod. That that oh, was yeah the 2015 NHL trade deadline was the you one doing that something for the NFL draft started it all oh yeah with the, with the NFL draft yeah and actually this is something I just thought of when you mentioned the NFL draft yep guess who picks last oh yeah the the, the pick <laughs> everybody wants the Denver Broncos yeah. number two right. that's why thirty one yeah. one of the teams forfeited their first round pick this year because oh right <laughs> right 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 uh, so that, that not means- only did they pick last which is great. But they pick last in the year where only 30 teams get to pick ahead of you instead of 31. Oh, man. So you, you, you just everything's coming up Millhouse as far as the Broncos go. That's great. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll have Craig back relatively soon because we got all those cra- we got all that crazy crap coming up, especially in baseball. It's 30 days away, Craig. 30 days? Or, sorry, 60 days. 60 days away. Two months. Yeah. We got we gotta, we gotta... It goes around the corner. Like, it's, it's a few weeks until pitcher and catcher's report. Oh, God, I love it. Fuck, I can't wait for baseball to get back. It's so great. Craig Needles, Bill Needles, congratulations, guys. Thanks for doing this, Willie. First full NFL season on the Crossover Podcast. So good. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad you guys were here for me. Uh, Bill, do you want to come on when we do the NFL draft? you want to be back for that one? Yeah, I'll come back for I that really one. I'm stoked about the draft this year, so I'm getting pretty pumped looking into things. Yeah, I really I really think that uh, maybe there's a way we can live do day one or something like that. Maybe we can webcast day one. I'll look into it. Maybe we That can would be fun. Yeah, yeah, maybe Maybe we can figure that out. We'll, we'll see about that. Anyway, Craig Needles, one, say one last thing about your awesome Denver Broncos. This is the, – the surprise title is something that you rarely get in sports. Usually there's there's a crescendo where your team builds up and then gets the title as opposed to we 
where you felt your team might be on the downswing and then does the random swing back up. So the surprise title is a very rare thing in sports, and this may be the first time I've ever got the surprise title, and uh, and I'm very much enjoying it. It's really cool, and, and it's, it just it cements the entire legacy of the last five years. It's really, really awesome. Ah, for you, man. Bill Needles, always a pleasure, man. Take care, and we'll see sure. you in Game of Thrones if we don't see you before to do some NFL season. Take care, you guys. See you later.